0: Rove McManus, Sam Frost, Today FM. Rove and Sam on Sydney's 104.1, Today FM. Sam, we are inquisitive creatures. We are. With little minds that go, ooh, I need to know things. Mm. And so we have a little bit on our show we call Questions With. Yeah. Where we get someone in who has an interesting life, maybe it's a job or a story to tell, and and find out a little bit more about them. We've talked to uh, someone who worked in an ER.
1: Talk
2: to a
0: mm. private investor, Oh, I
2: like that one. That was good. Well,
0: you found out you were actually being stalked. Oh, I know. Today, we're going to talk to someone from the transgender community, and uh, we thank them very much for their time as we say good morning to Chelsea.
2: Hi, good morning.
0: Good morning, Ruben Sam. Now, before we even get started with this, I just want to say right up front, I, I'm pretty sure that we will say something that might be incorrect or false or, or something that you maybe use the wrong terminology for yeah. something. If at any point we do that, please feel free to tell us and correct us because I think that's all part of this is us making sure uh, for listeners at home as well that we kind of learn mm-hmm. more uh, about, about how, how it all works and, and make sure we get it right.
1: Yeah, it's a learning experience and that's fine.
2: Yeah. Well, first of all, thanks so much for coming in and sharing a story with us. Of course. Now, I guess the first
0: thing is I I say someone from the transgender community, Yeah. but that isn't necessarily a title that you identify with for me to say you are a transgender person. You prefer the term trans woman. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, um, all of the above are fine. I identify as a trans person. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. that's kind of like an umbrella term for all sorts of um, trans, regardless of your gender. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am a woman. I'm a, I'm a trans woman. That's, um, yeah, that's how I d- identify. Th- that's what I am. Like if, if you're not trans, you just say you're a woman. It's the same sort of thing. Like yeah. I identify as a woman, so I'm just a woman.
2: Sure. I find this so fascinating. Uh, more, you know, because I just, I could not even imagine what it would feel like Uh, feeling like you're trapped in your own body? Because that's kind of how you feel, right?
1: Um, I mean, that's the common way it's often portrayed. Um, Personally, I always feel my body has been my own. Uh, It's just that it kind of developed in a way that I wasn't super happy with and I was uh, gendered by society in a way that wasn't me. Sure. Um, so it's less for me uh, about feeling trapped inside my body. Yeah. Um, as much as my body just wasn't working with me <laughs> once I hit yeah. puberty and that sort of thing. Yeah. So I guess
0: to, to get uh, the backstory for for the listener, so sure. you were born male. Yeah. Um, and a, and now uh, identify with female, or should I just say essentially
1: you are female? Yeah. Okay. So um, the term terminology we currently use um, what's considered proper is um assigned male. So, oh, right. so I've, I've never felt to really be male. Um, and, and the, the most important part is how you, you are, like how you identify internally, not what you're um, prescribed like from outside by different people. Sure. So for me, uh, yeah. So like assigned male at birth. Yeah. So, you know, my parents thought I was a boy, the doctor thought I was a boy, yeah. et cetera. Um, m- My body has features that uh, society deems to be male, but sure. I, I'm, I'm not male. If right, that makes sense, yeah.
2: And how old were you when you felt like you weren't uh, – when you were a woman?
1: Yeah, okay. Um, so or, does, I, yeah. That make, does that question yeah. make sense? Yeah. When I was about three or four – I can remember being three or four and knowing that um, I sort of identified pretty strongly with girls, um, that that's who I was, but that I already knew that society sort of thought that was shameful for someone who was uh, told they were a boy to – be a girl or girly or any kind of feminine was really uh, deemed shameful, and I could pick that up from like three or four really? years old. I can uh, specifically remember just having that feeling of you can't let anyone know this is shameful. Um, society doesn't like this, and you you think maybe oh, you won't be loved. Sad. So um, you kind of yeah keep going on with what people expect from you.
0: And and at the time, I'm guessing. Um and it's probably easy for me to say on, on the outside, like now there seems to be a little bit more acceptance or, or probably more awareness mm. uh, of of people who are in the trans community. But probably when you're three or four, you wouldn't even know what oh, avenues yeah. there were to take. Oh,
1: On top of that, I grew up in the 90s. Like the only time you'd ever see trans women was on Jerry Springer and it wasn't in the most right. flattering light. Right. Uh, or Carlotta. Yeah, so right. that was a kind of a better one. Um, but but yeah.
0: a bit, a bit very larger than life.
1: Oh, absolutely, and um, you know the age difference kind mm-hmm. of couldn't relate. Um, when I would see stories, there were always these tragic stories about people, uh, you know, kids that were assigned wrong and were really strongly adamant they were a different gender, and I felt like, well, I, I don't feel it as strongly as this. Maybe I'm not I used yeah. to try to convince myself that I wasn't. Basically,
0: so no. what was the first steps you took into? I guess uh, was it was it
1: letting. Uh, family members know? Yeah. Um, okay, so the first person I actually told was uh, my ex. Um, oh. We were together. Um, we moved in together. Was
2: uh, ex a male or female? Uh,
1: female. So woman, are you attracted
2: yeah. to females? I, I'm
1: attracted to women pretty much exclusively, yeah. yeah. I, I identify as a lesbian. As, as, well. a, okay. as
2: a quick
0: sidetrack yeah. here, yeah. um, do you find there's uh, a misconception from people where there's confusion between uh, people who, who are trans and people who are uh, are gay, yeah. and that sometimes it, the the two are actually separate.
1: Yeah, they're like um, they're separate, but sometimes both. Right. Mm. Yeah. So I'm I'm trans and I'm gay. I think that's so something women,
2: that yeah. um, I personally, I w- I was always a little bit confused. I was just like, so are they, uh do they feel like they're men attracted to women or are they, Yeah, I, I find it fascinating. Yeah. So, and I honestly, I do apologize if I ever come across offensive or anything, I'm just curious. Yeah.
1: Um, so it's funny. Cause that actually um, played a huge role for me when I hit puberty. Um, I remember in, in childhood being like, Oh, you know, I feel like a girl, but I can't let anyone know, but maybe there's like some possibility. Like I used to imagine situations where like my parents tell me, Oh, you're actually a girl or the doctor would say, Oh, we got it wrong or something. Um, hit puberty. Um, and then my body started to change, which was not great. But at the same time I was attracted to girls yeah. and that was like, I started telling myself, well, you, you can't be trans. You're attracted to girls hmm. and girls aren't attracted to girls, which was kind of narrow minded, but I was a kid. Um, yeah. and yeah, that was something I've had to, I've, I've come to accept. How, how do you get through that psychologically?
0: Cause that's a lot to take at a time when the all of us are kind of dealing with it's hormones and dating and the, the pressures of, that you feel from your peers, plus you have that other massive burden on your shoulders. Yeah.
1: How, how do you psychologically deal with that? Um, something I found really interesting was like, I would just go, oh, um, everyone at school or the teachers say that puberty is a really hard time. So yep. puberty is a really hard time for me. It must be this way for everyone. They must wow. hate this as much as I do. And I kind of just rolled with that. Okay. So we've gone to the ex yeah. first yeah, as, yeah, as, the, as the first person. Yeah. Um, now why, why, why her? Uh, we were close, right. best friends. Um, and once I'd moved away from my parents' place, I'd, uh, I'm working full time. Um, I'd moved up to Sutherland Shire, so a bit away from home in Wollongong and I could start kind of more like exploring myself a bit more freely. Uh, And also it was this realization that I'd gone through all these steps in life. I'd got a university degree. I was working full time. I was living with my partner for, for all other, like, for all other accounts, I should have been happy. Like I I checked all the boxes, but something was still missing. And it was that point where I had to kind of address the fact that there was one major thing that Mm -hmm. I hadn't addressed that I I couldn't live a um, completely fulfilled, happy life until I addressed it.
2: Yeah, right. And so, how did your ex take the news that you wanted to be a girl, or you felt like you were a woman?
1: Oh, she was really great. To be honest, Um, she did everything she could. She supported me in the hardest time of my life, which was coming out and that sort of stuff. So, um, it it didn't work out. She's not into women. That's totally fine. Yeah. Oh, interesting. I mean, it was heartbreaking, but as all breakups are. But it's something I think we had to both accept that we had to go our separate ways and be our own people, and yeah, live our lives and. Develop. Now, is is that the phrase that that
0: would be used? Is is coming out much like in yeah. like the gay community use?
1: Yeah, it is. Um, I, I I like a term some people use. It's the same in the the gay community and um, the whole LGBTI etc. community. Um, it's basically like letting in. So mm. it's not so much because like you t- you selectively tell certain people and you're letting them into your life. Nice. as yeah. opposed to coming out. Everyone I like that. I like that one.
0: Um, now, how did, it, how did it go when obviously you have to approach your family and, and let them? Yeah,
1: Look, it, was, it was nerve-wracking. It was difficult. Um, there was a lifetime worth of baggage there that I'd been suppressing things. They had no idea. Wow. Um, so also, it, it blindsided them.
0: In, in a, and did they take it well or was it such a shock that it took them a while to sort yeah, of register I mean, what was going the, on?
1: The shock made the responses a bit weird. Um, I suppose my siblings were pretty great. Uh, my parents, I, I felt like maybe they felt like perhaps they weren't, um, good parents because they didn't know and I should have been able to feel like I could tell them, but it wasn't necessarily so much them. It was like the whole of society telling you that being yeah. trans is wrong. So, mm. um, yeah. And it was a bit difficult for me to like tell them the whole thing, like that I wanted to transition and stuff like that. Cause it was such a shock. So it actually took a couple of times of coming out really, Yeah, mm. um, right. Let's give another shot in a couple of months when I'm feeling a bit uh, stronger again. Because yeah, it's uh, pretty rough. And yeah, so sure. you've
2: been on hormone replacement therapy for yeah. over a year. Is that yeah, right?
1: That's right, just over a year now.
2: Yeah. And so, like, I I think one of the things um, that I would I, like, I again, I can't relate or anything, but I, I fear for someone like yourself, and I'm not sure if you have this fear. Do you ever think? What happens if I change my mind?
1: I mean, you have to go through a pretty rigorous gatekeeping process. We call it gatekeeping because you have to go see doctors. They refer you to a psychiatrist to give you the okay before you can go on the medication. Okay. So it's not something you can go into lightly. Um, In fact, the success or the um, approval or what's the word I'm looking for? Um, I don't know. (laughs) like the happiness or the,
0: the satisfaction.
1: Yeah. The, satisfaction rate. Yeah. That's probably the word. A satisfaction rate is like in 90% plus, yeah. um, for trans people who, who transition. And like, I think most of the medical world would love those sorts of results. Yeah. Mm. Um, so I, I think it's like a, a minor thing, like you, because you're going against so much social opposition, uh, which is lessening. Like you said before, Rove. um, it's not a decision you can make frivolously. Let's yeah, put it that sure. way. Yeah. And
0: and I'm guessing there was a time, or certainly it, it seems there was a time where, you know, people were going overseas to to, you know, you hear horror stories yeah. of what people had to go through. Mm. Is is it is it something that's more commonplace now to find? Uh, physicians who can give you the treatment, whether it's it's hormone treatment or people who would go through gender reassignment surgery and things like that, yeah. that that makes that decision a little easier because you're going to places that are a bit safer.
1: Yeah, I think hormonal access is is a big one. Um, so is it just
0: your local GP, or uh, is there a you can
1: start at your um, local GP and they can refer you on to certain places. Here in Sydney, there's the Gender Centre uh, in Annandale. Uh, it's pretty great. Um, they can give you the information to see the right sort of people. Um, I mean, GPs should have some kind of idea, but it's pretty spread. Sure. Uh, some people would not have any uh, knowledge on the topic, so mm-hmm. it might not be great.
2: And there um, is this debate that was, it was around maybe about uh, a month or two ago, and I'm interested to know your thoughts. It was about uh, parents having the ability to... Um, before their children go through puberty, they can actually stop that process yeah. if they feel as if they're assigned to the wrong gender. Yep. What are your thoughts about that? Or do you think that it's difficult for, you know, because I think, God forbid, like, you know, if I was ever to have a child and they felt like that and then they stopped that and then they changed their mind, like what are your thoughts about the debate?
1: Um, so, so my understanding is it's um, blockers, puberty blockers. They call yeah. On. Uh, actually, pretty safe, and you can resume puberty.
2: Oh, you can later.
1: And um, I think the only thing is, is if you're like assigned male and you're not sure, and you go back to being a man, um, you might not end up as tall. But I think, as far as they're aware, it's yeah, pretty right. okay. So I think that's a, that's a good way to go. Um, if, if your child is showing signs of um, being being trans, and having uh, what we call gender dysphoria, feeling sure. like bad about your body doesn't match up with your identity, um, it could save lives. Really. Yeah. And uh, I think that's the most important thing.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Um, It's funny because everyone acts like a child can't know their gender. Or you're too young, you don't know. Except if they aren't trans. So if they're cisgender, which is not transgender, then we just accept that everyone knows that that's fine and we don't have a problem with that. So Mm. um, I I think uh, these are options that should be made. I think that's something to do with the high court as well, right? Like, um, It's only the high court that can make that decision currently. So you have to go all the way to the high court before you can start your child on puberty blockers. Currently, it's so pretty rough. If
0: I'll be completely honest, if I didn't know otherwise, I, if I met you for the first time without knowing your backstory, I would say female. Yeah, one hundred percent. Looking at you now, you, 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 everything about you physically to me says female. Yeah. So what have you had to go through? Obviously, there's the the hormone therapy as well. Um, but what have you had to go through? To to get yourself physically to this stage, and how much of that has to be done before you can uh, either feel or be identified by others as female? Yeah.
1: That's a really good question because it's different for everyone. Um, I don't think it minimizes uh, anyone's gender identity just because other people don't read them a certain way. Because um, it's not just
0: about oh, I'll put a dress on and grow my hair out.
1: Yeah. And um, you know what though, like, if I didn't wear a dress or grow my hair out, I would still be a woman. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, some people can't afford or can't access hormone therapy or anything like that. So that doesn't make them any less a woman, doesn't make them any less trans um, or, you know, in other direction, um, make them a man or non-binary. Some people just don't fit in the binary categories or, of male or female. Uh, personally, like for me to feel comfortable, I, I feel pretty great now um, going through HRT and just, yeah, growing my hair. Um, sometimes I wear makeup, sometimes I don't. Uh, I, I get laser on my face. Right. So that's pretty cool. I never had much beard growth to, to begin with. So I've been pretty lucky. Um, but that's another thing. Some people can't afford that. So, yeah. yeah. It
0: does the, is it the, the, the hormone therapy that that helps with the voice as well? Or is voice, that something um, you have to do as, yeah, physically to, yourself? Yeah,
1: voice training is a thing. It's something I'm really not interested in at all. Like, I have a deep voice, I'm happy with that. Sure. This is who I am. I don't care if people know I'm trans. I want people to know I'm a woman. But it's not really that deep a voice up, is think. it?
0: No. Yeah,
1: okay, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got a voice for radio. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> now it's it seems like the inevitable question,
0: but what about when it comes to to surgery, which yeah. is an option for some people, Look, and how important
1: is or isn't that? Uh, to me, at this stage, not at all. It's not on my radar. Um, it's expensive. It's difficult to access. Uh, not everyone's Caitlyn Jenner and can afford. Oh yeah. What every possible. What are your thoughts on
2: Caitlyn Jenner? Do you think that she's a good role model for um, the trans community?
1: I think she might be a problematic role model um, because she does fit to these very rigid notions of what's attractive. She is very wealthy. She is very conservative. Um, She's trans she's a woman, she's been with women, but she is opposed to marriage equality, which I find a bit strange. Oh, it's very... don't even get me started. <laughs> yeah. But don't even get <laughs> so, me started. You would think that someone who'd been in the um, Village People movie, You Can't Stop the Music, right. probably would be pro-marriage equality. I mean, yeah. that's the campus movie this side of Xanadu. Uh, <laughs>
0: now, what do you think is the biggest misconception that idiots like us have? about anyone who's in the trans community?
1: I I don't think I can start with one. (laughs) Uh, Look, one of them, I mean, you asked the thing about surgery, and that's, like, often the first question asked, and it's always a question that's asked in the media, and it's not the most important thing. Everyone prescribes, like, puts so much weight on the surgery as if that's the thing that makes you the gender that you are, and really that's just reducing people to their body parts, Mm. and that's something we shouldn't do, really. Um, So... I mean, I'm happy to answer the question. I'm happy to say, like, I'm, I'm not really – it's not high on my agenda. It's not something I'm really that interested in. Everyone's different. You are no more or less a woman or a man um, based on your body and your body parts.
2: You seem so wise and, <laughs> like, you – I can – I know that there would be people listening who can relate to your story and I'm sure you'll be such an inspiration to them. What would your message be for someone who is struggling or who is confused or – you know, it feels like they're alone. Like, what would your message be to those people?
1: There's a lot of information out there that wasn't there 10, 20 years ago. We're progressing really fast on this. I mean, there's a lot of transphobia out there still. Um, I wouldn't say everyone come out necessarily because it's not always safe to do so um, either physically or emotionally. But um, if you can find support, you'll find it in places you don't expect it. And... Um, you know, things get better. And the other thing to keep in mind is no matter where you go or what you do, you are the gender. You are inside. You know yourself better than anyone. Uh, and it's not for society to uh, dictate that. That's that's for you alone to tell. So you you know inside who you Look, are and that's important. Um, I have goosebumps. Oh, I have goosebumps.
2: goosebumps. That's really that's beautiful. That's really flattering.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, and Chelsea- that's a
2: really important message to...
1: Absolutely,
0: and thank you for sharing it. Uh, Chelsea, thank you very much for coming in. This is going to sound like a dumb thing to say. Thank you for being open with us and thank you for going easy on us. I I dare say this is the most nervous I've probably been talking to anybody, no matter where they are in the the level of fame in this crazy old world that we're in. I just wanted to make sure that I didn't overstep the mark or I was so terrified that I would offend you or ask you something that would – that would, I don't know, open an old wound or something like that. And you've been so open and giving and generous and delightful to talk to. So I just want to say thank you very much yeah, for that. Yeah, thank
2: you so much. Thank you. We're,
0: sort of, we're both in here before going, I know, oh, we're are we just... allowed to say
2: this? And oh my God, what if we make her mad? We're just two Stras- idiots that are unfortunately naive about it, which is why we wanted to get you in and talk about it. Because I'm sure so many people will be so interested. And, you know, it's an important thing to start talking about. It's a good conversation to start. To
0: have absolutely, yeah. and so we thank you very much for your time today, Chelsea, and wish you all the absolute best with everything.
1: Yeah, thanks thank so, you so much. much. Thanks for having me.